All right, my friends, welcome back to Your Bible, Book by Book. I'm Pastor Luke, and this is the book of Zechariah. Zechariah is uh, one of the minor prophets. He is uh, writing very clearly. He, he tells us uh, when he writes during the second year of Darius. Uh, so we know uh, exactly when he lives, when he ministers, when he writes. Um, he's a contemporary with Haggai. He's also contemporary with uh, Daniel. Daniel would be older um, towards the end of his life, um, and uh, Zechariah will probably be younger, but uh, they do overlap a little bit. Daniel is in Babylon. Zechariah is uh, in Jerusalem. And uh, so this is post-exilic, which means that uh, the, he writes after the exile, after the, the people of God have, have uh, been exiled to Babylon and then have returned. And uh, what's going on in Jerusalem, in Israel at this point, is that they have returned, uh, they are uh, rebuilding, uh, they're rebuilding their homes, and Haggai, uh, the, who is Zechariah's uh, contemporary, is um, encouraging them, or really um, calling down a lot of discipline uh, and judgment if, if the people do not rebuild the temple, um, that God is warning them that they need to put God first. So, uh, interestingly enough, they do listen uh, to Haggai, and they begin to rebuild the temple. So Zechariah is also prophesying at this same time, and his book is really interesting because it's in a very small group of books of the Bible that is what we call apocalyptic. And apocalyptic uh, really simply means uh, formerly unknown. Um, so he is revealing things in his prophecies, in his visions, uh, that uh, before his prophecy, people did not know, did not understand. They were hidden things. Uh, Daniel does the same thing. Book of Revelation does the same thing. Those are apocalyptic books. And then uh, some other prophets have apocalyptic messages uh, within their books. But Zechariah has a lot of apocalyptic um, uh, visions. Um, visions of the end, visions of um, the end times, but also visions of, of the coming of Christ. Uh, so Zechariah is fairly positive uh, in his prophecies. He is encouraging God's people at this time uh, that uh, even though it seems like um, that their work is, is minimal, okay, the, the, it's, a, it's the day of small things is kind of what the people feel. They're discouraged. They've come back to Jerusalem and uh, the walls are broken down, the homes are broken down, the temple is destroyed, and it just seems like there's just not a lot of glory um, in the work that they're, they're going to do. They're going to rebuild some of these things, and it just seems so small in their own eyes. But God encourages them that they actually have a big job to do, and uh, it's, it um, is not small in his eyes, and that's kind of the main issue. It's not small in his eyes. Because they are part of fulfilled prophecy that God has restored them to their land, and much of the prophecy of Zechariah is pointing to uh, the future of the Messiah. That there is coming a day when the person that they've been looking forward to is coming, and uh, they're they're participating in um, the the coming of the Messiah and and the knowledge of his coming and how it's going to happen. And so in Zechariah, uh, what you have is um, a book that is filled 
with visions, and they're they're strange visions. They're things that um, are kind of unusual, uh, maybe not always to us because um, we're so familiar with the Book of Revelation and things that we we look back at Zechariah and maybe we're almost used to these kinds of visions. But he's the first to talk about uh, the four horsemen. Um, and, uh, and he's the first to really portray Christ, um, in a way that is, uh, that he's going to remove iniquity in a single day. And, uh, and he's going to be opposed personally and, and in some ways manifestly by Satan himself. And so Zechariah talks about those things in his, um, in his book and his prophecy. And, and so he has in chapter three, a courtroom scene um, where he is uh, depicting, and he's seeing a vision of Joshua, who is the uh, high priest, which is interesting because Joshua, um, it, you might translate it Yeshua, which is really the same name as Jesus. Um, and so he's picturing the high priest currently at that time in his lifetime um, in a courtroom scene, and Satan himself is is accusing Joshua um, and, uh, and Joshua seems to be, um, under fire and yet God is going to, um, restore Joshua and God is going to, um, declare that Joshua is, uh, right, righteous and, uh, and that, uh, this whole courtroom scene is a prefiguring or it's a pointing toward the Messiah that Jesus is going to come. He's going to stand against Satan's accusations and he's going to, prevail. Um, so he, pr- he uses Joshua as a uh, symbol of the coming Messiah. Um, and Joshua, again, is a priest. So Jesus will be a priest, but not in the same order, not in the order of Aaron, but, but in the order of Melchizedek, who is a priest forever. Um, and Jesus will, will fulfill that line. Um, but he also figures um, Zerubbabel as a messianic figure. Okay, And Zerubbabel was the king or the governor who was in the line of David in Jerusalem during the, the time, during the lifetime of Zechariah. And so he figures the Messiah is going to somehow fulfill this whole uh, identity of both king and priest, uh, which we know that Jesus uh, very handily does that. He is of the line of David. He is uh, worthy not only um, in his lineage, but also in his character uh, to be the Messiah. And so uh, Zechariah, he prophesies all these things. He actually has um, 64 different um, uh, echoes of his prophecies in the New Testament. And so um, what you see is that it's been estimated. Okay, now this is uh, interesting because in Zechariah, uh, you don't have as many um, specific quotations um, but you do have echoes of his passages um, in the New Testament. So, and this is the note that I have, is that it's estimated about 54 passages of Zechariah are echoed in about 67 places in the New Testament. Many of those are in the uh, book of Revelation. Um, some of them that uh, you would be familiar with um, very clearly is in the ministry of Jesus, the triumphal entry um, Zechariah is the one who talks about him coming lowly on a donkey, Zechariah 9.9. 9. And so that's echoed uh, many, many times in the New Testament. Jesus will come uh, lowly riding on a donkey on the triumphal entry. 
Um, and then you also have the 30 pieces of silver that were um, given to Judas for the price uh, uh, for Jesus, for his betrayal. Well, that's uh, found in Zechariah 11, verse 13, uh, that particular prophecy. Um, Zechariah 12, 10 talks about the, the one that is going to be pierced. Um, and so you see that on the, during the crucifixion. And especially, um, you and I would think of the piercing, I think, um, being through the hands and feet when he was nailed to the cross. But the piercing um, uh, that was fulfilled, according to Scripture, was when um, the, the soldier pierced his side with the spear and then came a flow of, of blood and water. Uh, that was the one that uh, fulfilled that prophecy of one who's been pierced. Um, and then in um, Zechariah 13.7, you have the reference of the shepherd being struck and the sheep being scattered. Um, and so you have that, that echo throughout the ministry of Jesus, and many of those come from the book of Zechariah. So it's interesting because um, what you have in Zechariah is, is this fascinating book, but is not as well known. Uh, for, for many of us, you know, you, we, we're not familiar with the book of Zechariah. We don't read it and study it that much, um, wh which uh, I find strange because personally, I, I love the book of Zechariah. I'm fascinated by it. Um, and, uh, and as you see how much of Zechariah um, is found in the New Testament and how many of his prophecies um, come uh, about not only in Jesus's lifetime, but then shoot forward uh, into the book of Revelation, um, then you find it to, to be a very important book uh, among the minor prophets. And so Zechariah, um, his book can be kind of um, placed in history pretty carefully, pretty easily um, towards the end of um, the, the, the time of, of Nehemiah. Uh, so Nehemiah 12, verse 4, you could kind of place Zechariah right in there uh, as a prophet. And he his earlier writings, so Zechariah 1 through 8, um, are, are a little bit more like Haggai, the warning and you know, the need to rebuild. And then uh, Zechariah 9, uh, chapters 9 through 14, are a little bit more like uh, Malachi. Um and, and uh, calling the people to faithfulness. But uh, overall, Zechariah is a, a fairly positive book in tone uh, in its, uh, its attitude towards the Jewish people. It's, it's an encouraging book uh, for them to try to rebuild, which is very curious because Zechariah, according to Jesus, was martyred. Um, he was actually uh, the last martyr of the Old Testament, according to Jesus, that uh, he was killed uh, between the altar and the temple. Um, and so what had happened in Zechariah's life, we don't exactly know, um, but uh, that Jesus is declaring that, uh, that at some point uh, later in his life uh, that his message was uh, somehow rejected, uh, that he as a prophet was rejected and he was martyred. Um, and yet uh, we have his, his book, his prophecies, um, and as we look through what he wrote, uh, we can clearly see uh, how, how much God was speaking through him, new and um, un previously unknown things. Uh, and so Zechariah falls into that camp uh, of being apocalyptic. 
And so uh, that is the book of Zechariah, and I hope that you'll read it soon and enjoy it because it is your Bible, book by book.